It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, Welcome to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Don't forget the Locked on Thunder podcast is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And we ask every day that you listen in your car. All you have to do is tell your smart device to play us. We're perfect for that drive to work or the drive home or even the drive to the peak. Just ask the smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up on today's show, Paul George is out for tonight's game. And I thought the game was going one way with Boban and Joel Embiid being out for the 76ers. Well, now things have completely changed with Paul George out. We'll tell you how. We'll throw out all the different combinations that the Thunder could run out on the floor based on the size and the athleticism of the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. That is segment number one. Segment number two, we'll talk about the Thunder expending a lot of energy 
making all these comebacks when they dig themselves into a hole like they did against the Kings and like they did against the Nuggets and then just being gassed at the end of games. And then we will talk about failing to succeed. This was an interesting idea that was thrown out by a guy who writes for Fansided and why it might be okay to see Russ and Paul George fail just epically before the end of the season and why that might actually help the Thunder develop as they get ready for the playoffs. My name's Eric G. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I've officially now done this podcast for a year. And if you're a regular listener, thank you so much. Spread the word. Tell your friends about the Locked on Thunder podcast. And um, also, I launched a year later, I'm launching a brand new site for a company called The Maven, and it's themaven.net slash thunder. Themaven.net slash thunder. You get to see a website getting built, and I would love your uh, put back on that or your input on that to tell me what you want more of, what you want less of, and you can do that anytime on this podcast as well. It almost feels like it's an emergency podcast this afternoon as Paul George is ruled out for tonight's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. Shoulder soreness being the official reason, which certainly explains what happened in Denver the other night when PG struggled shooting. And it may explain what happened against the Kings, although I still chalk that up to Paul George playing a double overtime game the night before against the Utah Jazz and just being physically and mentally exhausted and maybe a little soreness sits there, sit in there, but I would think it would have gotten inflamed over the last few days. So let's talk about what the Thunder do against this athletic Philadelphia 76ers lineup who, even though missing Joel Embiid, is still going to be a pain in the butt to guard. I start Markeith Morris tonight. That's exactly what I do if I'm Billy Donovan, and I'll tell you why I start Markeith Morris because he's big. I can shove him at the four and let him take Tobias Harris. I can move Jeremy Grant out to the three and let Jeremy Grant deal with a guy like Ben Simmons with his with his length and athleticism. They can go toe-to-toe. Russ, I've got on J.J. Redick, and then I've got Terrence Ferguson on Jimmy Butler tonight. That's how I play it if I'm Billy Donovan going into this game tonight. Markeith Morris, you're going to get the start. And you know what that means? That means you, Patrick Patterson, are going to have to come off the bench tonight, and I expect you to be professional. And even though it looks like you may have lost your spot in the rotation to what Markeith Morris has done here in the first few games as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder you're going to need to contribute as well. I'm going to need you on the defensive end and may even need you to step up and score. I also think that this is a good time to maybe give um, Grantham an opportunity to come out and play for uh, some of his minutes. Dante Grantham, we haven't seen him much, if at all, this year. Like, I really can't remember a game that he's been in. And I know you're probably out there going, oh, well, he played here. But you're on a two-way contract. Deontay Burton is is using up close to his 45-day allotment in the NBA, and you need somebody big and athletic against the Sixers, roll Grantham out there. See what he can do. Burton becomes important tonight, very important for Oklahoma City, because as that Swiss Army knife who can play three of the five positions on the floor, you may need him at any given moment to get out there and guard and then use his timely, use his timely shooting to come up big for Oklahoma City tonight. 
Um, Hamadou Diallo is a guy that you could certainly put back in the lineup, and I'm interested to see how he plays after it being so long since he's been on the court and played with this team and what the adjustments are going to be like. And, and that's where it really starts to fall on a guy, um, like a point guard, A, like Russ, if he's out there on the floor with him, or B, like Dennis Schroeder or Raymond Felton to make sure that he's getting the ball, he's getting an opportunity to go score, and he's still able to maintain things on defense. And even if he looks a little out of place tonight, I'm feeding that guy the rock because when you do, he has a tendency to do some amazing things. So we're in for a wild night at the peak tonight. And all that's even before we talk about the Sixers situation where they had to call a guy up, Jeremy Porter from the G League. Now, I talked about him a little bit on yesterday's podcast, but he spent most of his time in the G League. And I told you, this would be a good time to call this guy up because, one, he is the only guy on Philadelphia's team that can match Steven Adams from a size standpoint. Everybody else right now that they've got that has played the five, whether it's Jonah Bolden or whether or or Amir Johnson, they're all giving up at least an inch to Steven Adams. Now, that may not seem like that big a deal, but I want anything I can to help me get any sort of advantage in slowing down Steven Adams. And every single one of them is giving up, I think, at least, it's at least 15 pounds. It may be more like 20 pounds. So what I'm expecting from Steven Adams tonight, first of all, I'm expecting the Thunder to do what they've done most games this year, and that's be very aggressive in the paint, continue to attack the paint, drive to the basket. If you're Russell Westbrook, if you're Dennis Schroeder, things should open up. You should have an opportunity to score there. But if the game plan going into tonight was to feed Steven Adams, was to feed Nerlens Noel, and maybe put them in position tonight, or at least Steven Adams more than Nerlens Noel, in position to have more points than Russell Westbrook and Paul George, there really isn't any reason to go away from that tonight. Even without PG, you need to make sure that Adams continues to touch the ball throughout the 48 minutes tonight, which is very imperative on both Steven Adams and Nerlens Noel to not get into the same kind of foul trouble that they did against the Denver Nuggets, although I'm having a hard time seeing either one of them getting into too much foul trouble tonight considering what the Sixers situation is at the five because you just don't, you're not playing anybody that's even remotely close to what Nurkic is for the Denver Nuggets. So you should be able to guard everybody that they can possibly throw out there at you without fouling. Uh, another key to tonight's game, if you're Oklahoma City, and we say it all the time, but if you're stuck in a situation where you were on Tuesday and you've got more than five minutes left in the quarter and you find yourself in the bonus, figure out a way to muster up and make some free throws. Like, I, I, like I, I'm truly thinking of something here. It's like, what do you do? Other, th other than practice, wh what do you do to make free throws? other than stand on the line and shoot two to 300 shots every single day at practice to get better at free throws. Because your problem is, is you can't simulate that game situation. And all too often with guys at the Thunder, whether it's Andre Robertson, who could hit the corner three at practice, or Steven Adams, who could hit from beyond the arc at practice. Yeah, put these guys in a game situation. And for some reason... 
you get those testicles to shrink up for some reason. I'm not 100% certain why. Um, other than now, it's just it's been so long this season that you haven't been good from the free throw line that it really is just mentally taxing, and you can't do it. You can't get it done. But that absolutely is key tonight, not only versus the 76ers, but from everybody that you're going to play the year on uh or against everybody that you're going to play from here on out. Okay, this is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Again, the big story of the day. Can't believe I just said that. But the big story of the day is Paul George, who is out tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll talk about coming up next. Here's what we're going to talk about on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm going to tell you the difference between third and fourth place and why it's all right if the Thunder slip into four and maybe advantageous. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Just because I can't say the word advantageous, don't let it sway you from listening to us in your car. All you have to do is tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast or the Locked on Sooners podcast, and you can subscribe on Apple iTunes, or you can just go to LockedOnPodcast.com and subscribe there. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast and the Locked on Sooners podcast, both part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Paul George is out against the Philadelphia 76ers. Of course, um, I think you already know that if you listen to the first part of this podcast. But if you're just joining us, which is weird because it's not radio, but if you are, Paul George out tonight. And if you'd like to hear how I would do the starting five to compete with Philadelphia, just go back, rewind it, and um, listen, and I'll lay all that out for you. Let's talk right now about the Thunder expending a lot of energy making these comebacks that they're making. The other night against Denver, they came from 18 points down, um, expending a lot of energy. And and don't tell me, like, I will argue with you that altitude still played a major factor because you just could tell. The Thunder were gassed at the end of the second quarter. They were gassed at the end of the fourth quarter. And I, you know, I saw on social media, it's like, well, that's an excuse. And if they just played up to to who they are, they wouldn't have been behind. Well, okay, I'll give you that argument. If they just played up to what the Thunder is and played to their identity, you're right, they wouldn't have been behind. But the problem is, is that the Thunder don't do that. And they find themselves in these holes, the teams like Sacramento and teams like Denver. Thus, you are expending a lot of energy on defense 
to make sure that somebody else's shots don't go in. And there, you don't have as much energy for offense when it gets to the end of the game. And sometimes, you're just run so ragged that even when you're close, the game happens to get away from you. And while it's tough to deal with that in the regular season, it gets even tougher to deal with that in the playoffs. If you're in a situation where, let's say, you go up one game to none, but you're overcoming a 15-point deficit, and you've had to just waste all your energy in game number one to overcome that 15-point deficit, well, by the time game two rolls around, whether you've had a couple of days off or whether you've only had a day off, in certain situations, put any put matter of fact, think about any playoff situation that you've only had a day off. Well, not only are you physically exhausted from it, but you're mentally exhausted because you know that that team that you just faced could have easily beaten you, and you're lucky to be where you are. And now you put so much pressure to go on to to go out and start fast that a lot of times, even teams like Oklahoma City play tight. The Thunder have got to get out of this situation they're in of making these great comebacks. It's comforting to know that if they are down by 15 or more, that there's enough firepower, despite the lack of three-point shooting, even though it has gotten better as the season goes on, that they can score quickly, they can score in bunches, and they're really never out of a game. That's, that's comforting. But I want to see the Thunder starting fast. I want to see the Thunder start putting pressure on the teams they're playing, not the other way around that we have seen so much in these last few games. My major concern is that you're going to have way too many games like you did on Saturday and Tuesday night. And as the Thunder kind of yo-yo back and forth between third and fourth place, when the playoffs roll around, you're just so mentally and physically tired that if you are stuck in a four and five seed, and whether you're opening or, you know what, let's just say 3-6. And your first opponent is the Jazz, who have, I think, moved up to the 5 seed now. But, I mean, if your first opponent is the Jazz, you're screwed if you're mentally and physically tired because they've already shown that they're going to be physical. They're going to do everything they can to play a little dirty. They're going to get you to fight back. The Jazz has this tendency to get under the Thunder skin. And if you're a Jazz fan, I actually dirty's kind of dirty's a compliment to me. And I know the Thunder. I have hey been all on the, all on that Thunder bandwagon for playing a little dirty. But they can get under they can get under the Thunder skin. They can force them to expend a lot of energy, and then you're not going to make it out of that series if you're them. You're probably better off playing San Antonio at that point. And as we talk about the difference between playing that three seed or playing the four seed, if you're Oklahoma City, right now it's just a matter of who you're going to play first in in the playoffs. And pulling up the current standings right now. Let's pull up these current NBA standings right here on the uh, Locked on Thunder podcast. That's called stalling, by the way. Um, looking at the standings right now, Oklahoma City... Still plays the Jazz the first round because San Antonio, um, what are they, game and a half back of Utah at this point. Denver would play them and Golden State would play the Clippers. Well, if you swap places with Portland, who you're just ahead of by half a game, you're playing Houston in that first round. And looking at it, if things stayed the way they are, I would rather play Houston in the first round than I would Utah. And I know Oklahoma City is 3-0, 
versus the Jazz and only 2-1 and one against the Rockets. And I think there's a, there's a good argument to make against the Rockets that the Thunder really haven't played them with their full complement of players. Uh, they've added Kenneth Fareed since they played game one, and that was the closest to them having the starting five that you see now on the court. They've played a game without Chris Paul, but I still don't believe that the Rockets could match the Thunder's energy or physicality in a series. And honestly, you might be able to beat the Houston Rockets in five games. That I almost like moving down to the four seed better because I think you could beat the Rockets in five games and give you a little rest as you get ready to play Golden State. And I can't think Golden State's going to go more than five against the Clippers. And all the rest that you can get against GSW is fantastic. Now, you get stuck playing the Jazz. That, to me, is a six-game series, even though the Thunder have handled them this year just because of the way the Jazz play, the style, the emotional toll that that series is going to take, the rivalry that it's become since last year, sort of leaves you drained when you're going into playing a Nuggets team who has owned you this season. So if you're just looking at it, if you're just coaching for the best matchup, if I'm Billy Donovan, I want to be in the 4-5 seed than I necessarily do the three six seed as things are playing out right now in the Western Conference. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, we close things out talking about the idea of failing to succeed and why it might actually be crazy enough to work with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, That is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Remember to listen in your car. Just ask your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast or even the Locked on Sooners podcast. Both are part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Um, Subscribe at Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and go to LockedOnPodcast.com and subscribe that way. Also, check out the new website, the maven.net slash thunder. That's the maven.net slash thunder as we start to put that website together and grow it. So let's discuss the idea of failing to succeed with Oklahoma City. And you're like, well, didn't you just discuss it with, um, you know, playoff placement? Yes, but I'm moving in a different direction. And I saw this, and, and this sort of plays off something that we talked about yesterday with guys like Markeith Morris and Dennis Schroeder coming up clutch against Denver, even though the Thunder didn't win, and how bad the Thunder are going to need in the playoffs somebody other than Russell Westbrook and Paul George to carry them. 
maybe in certain games. And let's take it a step farther. Read this on Fanside today. Can't remember who wrote it. I'd love to give him credit, but I did post it on Thunder Maven. And the writer of the article made the case that Paul George and Russell Westbrook need to fail epically at some point this season and do it not just for one game, but do it for a couple of games stretch. Do it to the point where other guys on the team feel like they constantly have to step up and play at a high level, most importantly, being the bench. Because depth is ultimately what gets you through the playoffs. You need depth. And the Thunder sort of have depth. I I can't say unequivocally the Thunder have depth. I think they've got... I think they've got about 50% depth. Markeith Morris certainly has added to depth at the four. You don't have to worry about Patrick Patterson playing that position if you don't want, despite the fact you may need him tonight. You've got Dennis Schroeder, so you're good when Russ is on the floor. Other than that, you really can't trust Abdul Nader to, to, to be a microwave and heat up and score. Um, Deontay Burton, not even sure he's going to be around because the Thunder haven't signed him yet. Even with open roster spots, they haven't signed him. So who are you relying on coming off the bench? Are you relying on a young rookie and a Hamadou Diallo to play in the playoffs? Eh, not me. I'm not relying on that guy anytime soon. All right, Nerland's Noel. You, you're, you've got depth at five. All right, yes, dumbass me. Um... And then that's really it. I mean, and it also stresses the importance of Andre Robertson comes back, but he's only defensive depth. So you need the bench to kind of start right now feeling a little pressure, feeling like they could, they've got a score. You need Billy Donovan to be relaxed and be able to pull Paul George and Russell Westbrook off, off the floor and let these guys play together. And they need to, they need to realize they've got a score. They can't keep having these nights where they're just non-existent and expect PG and Russ to bail them out because that won't get you far in the playoffs. It might get you past the first round, but certainly doesn't get you past the second round when you don't have depth. The other thing that PG and Russ failing does is that when other guys feel the need to step up, they also gain confidence. So when you see shots like Schroeder and shots like Markeith Morris go in, if guys think, okay, well, PG and Russ aren't hitting, I got this, that's just another more confident bunch that's out there that mentally starts to have the edge over the other teams that they're playing against. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. That wraps it up for today. Tomorrow, we'll be back to not only break down tonight's game with the Philadelphia 76ers, but... We will also talk about this weekend's games with San Antonio and Memphis. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody in peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? 
Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.